Hello, I'm Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, and I would like to present to you all a commentary on re-examining community architecture with site-specific issues in local context situation. We're bringing a case for a new agenda on context specificity projects. We are against hypothetical projects, especially if it is to do with architecture design studio programs for students of architecture. We believe that when we investigate the real world and what is happening out there regarding context specificity, students of architecture can actually imagine better, draw better, and can have a skill that is better with regard to interpretation of the brief. Now, this draft is being reviewed and also being written to be produced and published in the future, in the near future, in fact. And some of the contents that we propose is to do with urban strategies, the role of the architects with regard to sustainability um, development goals, and community architecture itself. What is it? A re-examination. And then the approach on con using context specificity. And we would refer to certain design thesis projects that was done by the 2018-19 um, student cohort um, of University of Malaya School of Architecture, Kuala Lumpur. We would like to begin with an introduction which is on urban strategies. There are no barriers between architecture and urban design as the latter is an important study on its own right in architecture education. Community architecture deals with site-specific problems. Inevitably includes the design of areas that are common to the village or neighborhood, which is under urban design. The definition of community in the broadest term, is of a group of people sharing collectively a shared ideal. And one would assume that for a community to flourish, the people need to live in harmony and peace. In that community, there may be different needs and background of people, some living in the area, some working or trading in the same area, and other visitors from near or far. With respect to the sites we are addressing, Issues of a livable, well-designed social and cultural environment with connectivity and enough places to shop for daily needs, recreational places, sports activities, libraries, and religious buildings are important components of community architecture to address. In this respect, the architects who are involved are 15 architecture students from for Kampong Krinchi in Lembah Pantai, Kuala Lumpur, and 10 more for PJ Patalangjaya Old Town, which a team of architects who are facilitators of the program and a master of architecture course called Design Thesis and other visiting critics, consultants, and experts. In both cases, the projects that the students did individually designed and developed and validated by the team and others, probes 
issues pertaining to the context specificities. When we think of the subtopic sub of the role of architects in the light of Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs, we encountered the word sustainability much earlier at the start of the millennia. United Nations Development Programs, UNDP, Sustainable Development, Definition of Social Justice, Economic Viability, Environmental Sustainability were the guiding trio that made up of a Venn diagram that has been illustrated before. So you can see that this diagram shows the intersections which when it comes to social justice deals with socio-economic and socio-environmental aspects of a community emphasizing the importance, for example, on socio-economic issues such as public transportation, involving factors on economic viability and poor and marginalized people on social justice, a fundamental aspect of community-based inclusive development. In a social media chat group that consisted of a good number of architects representing Malaysia, we posed the questions, since architects are part of the community, local and global, are there, and there are, the SDG goals, can Malaysian architects deal with all 17 goals, or part of it? Which are the immediate goals to tackle in the short and medium term, and long term as well? Or we have to tackle all at once? However, this is a rhetorical question, obviously, which may or may not be answered sincerely or realistically. Policies may inform practice, but who is to monitor these practices? The issues of social justice and social equity are addressed in many of the goals, such as goals 1, no poverty, 2, zero hunger, 3, good health and well-being, 4, quality education, 5, gender equality, 10, reduce inequalities, 11, sustainable cities and communities. So out of those 17 goals, these are the ones that look into social justice and social equity. In this century, the role of the architects cannot avoid designing for social justice and social equity, such as how to design to reduce poverty Goal number one, or make sure people do not go hungry. Goal number two, or create quality schools for the masses. Goal number four, or design with respect to gender needs. Goal number five, and other issues. Therefore, community architecture approaches need to deal with sustainability, which is becoming more pressing. Architects must be aware of what is happening around them and be prepared to engage with the community and know what is required of them. Our Unit 2 of the Design Thesis Studio approach focusing on the design process and approach is fundamentally training future architects on how to defend a thesis which creates the design research type of architect. The underlying agenda is to equip the graduate with a learning experience that they can carry forward and apply later on. Core to the training is to be able to research enough and propose a concept 
that is based on the site context issues or context specificity. The idea is to reduce the pure profit-making agenda of speculative development merely to make money ignoring the community. The common practice in commercial developers are not sustainable in many ways and by training our graduates to obtain a variety of skills with a sense of true purpose. When it comes to the subtopic of community architecture, community architecture as a term had always been about people living and working in the area to be developed. The word development now connotes negativity from the pers perspective of proponents of community architecture as it usually comes from a developer's and more commercial-minded conceptualization of making profits. The word development being a fav favorable word in less developed country was hijacked to become a word for pure speculative and unsustainable practice in this century and climate change rallying calls forces globally via social media viral broadcasts to re-inspect our priorities and reinvestigate practices that normally would not raise concerns in the last century. Architects are caught in this dilemma as they have been trained by last century values going right back to the Industrial Revolution and moder modernism period of Western architecture when growth for the people is synonymous with building structures and habitable environment. With the fall of communism that related to socialism ideals, capitalism dressed for community in various trends after the late, let, latter part of the late, last century, practices seems dubious earlier was embraced by the people. Gentrification can only be a good thing where communities were displaced and, a new, and new ones which were planted, as explained later regarding Kampong Krinchi takeover by Bangsa South. Bangsa South meaning the south of Bangsa, a very gentrified area where a lot of expatriates congregate. So therefore, Kampong Krinchi was taken over by the developers and renamed Bangsa South. The voice or needs coming from the community are suppressed and not even heard because gentrification has now led to deals and trade-offs such as what is happening with Kampong Baru. Even community architecture becomes tainted with overnight champions and heroes who are mainly rich or at least upper middle class people often having access to the development process and the government officials creating the so-called community projects that are just another form of gentrification, which is a type that negates the actual needs of the people and end up creating more problems for them. Let, let us go back to basics and focus on who we are designing for. If we are not designing for unchecked and unbalanced profit-making developers or purely for ourselves, then we should be designing for the people. An investigation is needed on the meaning of designing for the people. If we serve the people and represent the people, we need to negate ourselves in the process 
and only lend our expertise and inclinations at appropriate parts of the process, perhaps only when the concept is established in the final scheme. The programs translated earlier would be based on proper research, based on the community needs. Letting others dictate our design is more like a collaborative partnership to the process of design where empathy is the main factor which the designer needs to assume, embrace, or emulate. Are there such designers around? Therefore, much of the dilemma that an architect have is the power to dictate things. Either the architect are given free reign or many reigns to direct the course of the design journey, or the developer tries to control the design. It is a matter of how the architect managed to influence and corroborate in this process with the de developer or client that pays the architect. Is community architecture designing for community-type buildings only? Community architecture deals with a lot of research. At Design Thesis Studio U2, or Unit 2, the students investigates night and day at the site and provides an analytical and critical summary shared in the studio base on, in the studio base on historical, social, cultural, land use, transportation, economics, environmental, and other aspects and investigations with proposed topics based on further interviews with the local residents when they determined the areas of study, topics in relating to the site, such as a school project, relates to, to pedagogy, and this will reveal eventually the topic in the architectural typology. At this point, in conclusion to this particular podcast, the next discussion that we shall have is on specific architecture projects. And referring to context specificity, which was quoted by Kevin McLow, our studio leader in our design thesis unit two. And um, therefore, for this podcast, we would like to conclude the introduction and a semi-introduction on what the studio, the design thesis studio has been trying to do and has been trying to explore. Therefore, I will see you next on, a, on, on this topic again in the next podcast. Thank you.